I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Step away from the Dana Burger. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. This week, I'm joined by another reporter producer from Decider.com, Josh Sorokach. Hey. Hey, Josh. Hello, Brett. <laughs> are, we, are you actually another reporter producer? Wait, Is that my about? job title? Uh, yes. All the I job titles so. are so confusing that I. Because I always want to say writer editor. I feel, I think a writer might be in there too. You might be a reporter producer. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's the same as you. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the show. What's uh, what's your take on sitcoms? Oh, what's just in hot, general. What's your oh, hot take hot. on sitcoms? The more the merrier. <laughs> uh, that's a very interesting question. Well, ninety sitcoms or yeah. just sitcoms in general? Because ninety sitcoms obviously hold a place in my heart. We're yeah. near the same age, yeah. so I grew up. That was my. Basically raised by sitcoms. I was raised yeah. by the, the TGIF, the must-see TV. Um, the Tuesday night, not TGIF block, but might as well have been. On Tuesday was Full House and Home Improvement. Oh, see, no, I was more Tuesday uh, NBC. Like, mm. wing, when we got Wings and News Radio. Uh, yeah, I guess early 90s Frasier. I was... Because early 90s I was ABC loyalist. But then once Friends started... That and I, and I became a mature fifth grader. I was like... Well, what gets jumping over here? You know what's better? This is like a con- this is maybe too controversial for this uh, early in the podcast. Uh, but what is a th- <laughs> what are better sitcoms than the TGIF lineup? Were Hey Dude and Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon? Okay, well, yeah, which I don't think get enough credit in uh, in the annals of history. They uh, they're definitely. I mean, like they're all crap <laughs> in some way. I do- wait. Well, I'll yes, they, except <laughs> they're for all, they're all ridiculous. Maybe not crap, but they're ridiculous in a great way. Well, no, I do think the, a lot of them are crap. Like I don't <laughs> think Full House is a good show in no. retrospect. I also don't think Step by Step is a good show in retrospect. But Boy Meets World still holds up. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I and I also think Salute Your Shorts holds up a little bit. Why well, I, I can't watch those anymore? They're they're not streaming. I feel like they had like I've seen them in the past five years. Like Nickelodeon re ran them at some okay. point. Because Clarissa was on Hulu at some point. Uh, love me. Explains it all. You mean? Yeah, yeah. The I was thinking Sabrina. Yeah. Sabrina explains it all. Clarissa the Teenage Witch. The same show. Um, but this week, speaking of the 90s, we are traveling to November 8th, 1991. The people under the stairs ruled the box office. Cream by Prince and the new power generation topped the charts. And ABC aired the step-by-step episode Just for Kicks. Josh, you must have seen Just for Kicks before today. i sure I have, but I had no memories of it while re-watching it today. Yeah. But I, like, I saw all those shows and every episode, essentially. I mean, what is your, what's your history with Step by Step specifically? Okay, so before, when you asked me to do this, and I basically had three things I remembered about Step by Step, or three things that stood out to me by Step by Step. Yeah. One was Cody living in a van outside, mm-hmm. like the original van down by the river guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like when most people who maybe aren't writing about pop culture as much as we do, when they think about step-by-step, step, it's Cody. Yeah, it's Cody. Is the character that Who pops up. not a main cast member until, it's like, a, this episode, basically. Yeah, well, until season two, I don't think he... It said on Wikipedia, he, was, yeah. he wasn't in the... He wasn't made a main character until season two. Yeah. And he didn't appear until maybe, like, episode four? Yeah. I'm not sure. Four or five. But the other... Uh, oh, and also, I remember I remembered Alex, because I had a crush on her growing mm-hmm. up, because uh, she was my age when I was watching the show... Christine uh, Lecken. Yeah, who I told you beforehand. I we I saw her at a... She was premiering some show at the New York Television Festival, and I went to see it. And it was a kind of a, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm style starring her. It was funny. And I saw her at the after party, but did not talk to her. The biggest regret of my life. I yeah. was like, ah. It, it was some memories. where it could have gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gone. sure. I mean, uh, Christine... What's her name? Christine Lecken. <laughs> yeah, Christine Lecken. Well, I'd first remember her name. That was, yeah. Uh, we, I'm sure we would have been together. 
But the third, and which is not really evident in this episode, but maybe you can attest to this, I kind of remembered Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Somers always, like, wanting to bone oh, on yeah. the show. Like, oh, they yeah. were yeah, very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were, like, the most flirtatious, yeah. amorous TGIF couple. They are, so, like, most sitcoms will show the parents in bed, you know, because, like, the kids will come, there's a problem, you know, and it isn't. When they show the when they show Frank and Carol in bed, Carol's always wearing like the silkiest, oh, silkiest yeah, nighty, and then Frank is always wearing the tiniest of shorts and like a low cut tank top. And it's always like the, the energy coming out of that bedroom is a lot like these newlyweds were just doing it well, or are about to. And do that's it. the thing because they're they're basic strangers, right? Yeah. So they are still in that like honeymoon phase. They're both very attractive people. They're uh, sex symbols of the '70s coming together to be parents in the '90s. Completely accurate. But what I also don't like about the premise, or no, I do like it from a TV viewer, but I'd be very upset if I was a child, is they didn't tell... So the whole premise of the show is they didn't tell their kids that they got married, right? They got married in Hawaii or something. Like, he... Like, the pilot episode is crazy, where it's like, Frank went to Carol to get his haircut a couple times, and then they ran into each other in Hawaii... And then had a whirlwind, like, two-week romance the, and the got kids married were, in Hawaii. The kids weren't in Hawaii, so they both the just kids went. kids were not there. Were, were, they both, were both of them... What happened to their other partners? I don't... They don't really ever... I know they get into it at some point, but they are never a part of the show. I so let's just assume they so died, they, and they're yeah, like, we're going to celebrate by going to Hawaii, and then they hooked up, and we're like, we'll just get married. Yeah. And they come back, and the first episode is them having to, like, blend their family. And, like, JT and Dana know each other from school because JT makes fun of Dana. Right. Well, they're hardly selfish. Yeah. Parents. Yeah. 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 And that's a... So, yeah, like, Step by Step was a show that I, of course, watched every Friday. Same. Because I watched, you know, Friday Night was huge for kids. Mm-hmm. To have, like, a whole night of uh, sitcoms. I mean, like, honestly, if you're in elementary school and Friday night, you're not going out. Like, you have no autonomy. You're not going to run off... It's not even like in middle school where your parents would drop you off at the skating rink. So I'm told, never happened to me. <laughs> I did. I had to take the bus. I got to take the bus to the skating rink about 20 Ooh. minutes away. So that was. I'm really in retrospect also should not have been doing that yeah. because it was like <laughs> not to jump too far ahead, but like the roller rink where I come from, Pennsylvania, was kind of like Jake's bar oh from God. step by step. Like I should not have been there at like 12 or whatever age it was. But like if you're fifth grade and below. Friday night was just like gangbusters night. Maybe you'd have some friends over. You'd definitely order yeah. some Pizza Hut or yep. Domino's. Uh, and you would watch two hours of TV. And then if you were me, you would be all equally excited for 2020. And... I was not. That was always... <laughs> that's why I didn't watch... We briefly spoke about this. I never watched ER because I was like, oh, that's adult TV. No, I, for uh, some reason... Every, no 2020, no ER for me at that I age. was into watching 2020 every no, week. I mean, sometimes I... they would have like a Michael Jackson interview and I'd be like, yeah. No, I was out on that. <laughs> but I remember like... I. I would watch these shows every week, but I don't ever recall, like, loving any of them. Like, as a kid, I know I loved, like, Muppet Babies. I loved X-Men. I, I never remember being like, I gotta love Step by Step. You just watched it. Yes. That, for Step by Step, yes. But I do remember having a strong affinity for Boy Meets World and Salute Your Shorts. But everything so, else, yeah. I would watch it because it was on. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like, they were really good at marketing. Like, if you put a show in the TGIF, in between yeah, your, like that's your, your anchor slots at 7 and 8 for me in the central time zone. Yeah, I, te- I would be like at 10 or 11 or however old I was. Like, oh, that's, this is a big this is a big time show. Yeah. Oh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper I also really enjoyed. I did like Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Um, so I, I, think big, I, I played basketball, so I was like, whoa, this is this is the show <laughs> for me. <laughs> uh, but let's get into this week's episode. Um, this week on Must Have CTV, we're talking about the step-by-step episode Just for Kicks. It is the eighth episode of season one, and it's written by Alan Eisenstock and Larry Mintz and directed by Richard Carell. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. Dana defies her mother and goes to a rough nightclub and immediately gets in trouble. Josh, how accurate is that description? Very accurate. That is exactly what happens. Exactly uh, good job, Hulu. There's nothing Writing deeper stuff. than... There's no B-plot in this. Yeah, that's what sort of threw me while watching it. It is just that. That's not common. Most of these shows usually yeah, do have at least a B-plot. And I think... I mean, we might get to it later. I'm going to say it now. But I think that is because they have a four-minute long fight sequence they have to oh, jam yeah, that's in. True. That's true. So those four minutes that they might have dedicated to, like, Mark's weird plant weekend experiment or yeah. something... Like, no. I wanted to they... see where that was going. <laughs> yeah. It's a very big joke that Matt, like, Mine's Hey, Mark. What about you? You have anything exciting planned? Oh, yeah. I'm going to stay in all weekend and try to recreate Mendel's experiment with hybrid plants. Well, to be fair, Step by Step has a very large cast. So this episode was, like, large. all Dana. 
uh, all Cody, and then the parents. Yeah. So the episode starts out with uh, Carol is arranging flowers, oh and God. Dana comes in to like ask her if she can go see Arlo Prine at Jake's. Yeah. And you asked me, like, is Arlo Prine a real person? And I was like, no. But that they did such a good job of coming up with a name. Well, also in the first two acts, they say his name, like, five times. So, so I'm like, times. oh, maybe this is a, like, si- like, ABC Disney Synergy. Like, he's their new artist. Or it's but. like when uh, Shanice was on Family Matters. Oh, and they... Uh, and and they almost became a backup singer for Shanice, I Love Your Smile. <laughs> that sounds that sounds about right. Well, that's what I thought they were doing with, with my, our, our good buddy Arlo. Yeah, but no, he was not. He was a uh, actor playing a musician. Uh, and what an actor. Like, yeah, what a, he makes the most out of his What a great performance. Uh, but that opening scene is so... Cringeworthy is the word I would use to describe it. Yeah. And not because... Yeah. So they do a good job... Because it's it's the cold open, so they do a good job of setting up what the show is going to be about. Or, or the do only... they do they make... No, because that comes in the first... They do a good job of, of laying the groundwork. Uh, they don't have the, the big twist yet, which I'm sure we'll get to. But oh, yeah. What uh, it is... with When Carol does the name game song, which is like... If, or anyone listening, oh. like, you know, like... Uh, Frank, Bobang, Banana, Thana, Bobang, Thief, Bobang, Frank... Carol, Carol, Bobero, Banana, Banana, Bobero, Which they do in, for a minute, maybe? She does it for her, Karen, Frank. Like It's horrible. Like, it's it's actually cringeworthy. Like, I would turn, if I wasn't yeah. <laughs> contractually obligated, which I don't know about, if you guys know this, Brett makes you sign a contract to do these. Yes. Uh, I would I have, I would have turned it off. It was, rights. it was, <laughs> you have to for yeah. theme parks and the like, but oh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was I wrote very, that very it bad. is, like, the whole, the opening act to me, the open, the cold open was them just cashing in on Three's Company. Oh, yeah. Because in the 70s, uh, Sam Summers played a, you know, bubbly, kind of like, silly, doofy, hot, sexy girl, and so they're, like, the parents are watching Step by Step because they're like, ah, we remember Chrissy. And it is. so you get this, and so she's playing, like, when she taps into that energy, it's just awkward coming from an older mom character. Yeah. She was talking about, like, we were going to see Sonny and Cher in, like, the summer. Like, so it's also Well, ABC weird. knows that these are family comedies, so they're gonna be, they need yeah. a little something for the parents. But they were good. I know in Step by Step, there was a couple references to Dallas that were very wink-wink. Not well, in this episode, but just in general. They, apparently, the thing that I learned recently is that Patrick Duffy and Sasha Mitchell played mm. uncle and nephew on Dallas for, like, two or three seasons. Well, it also says... Because again, I did a, the very bare minimum research yeah. upon just so as I, as I live my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, it said on Wikipedia that so, that this character was based on his life. What does that mean? <laughs> Which character is whose life? Sasha, uh, Cody was based on Sasha, the actor's life. I, I, I even wrote it. I find that so hard to believe because I think that he is Mi- horrible in this role. <laughs> Mitch, oh, I agree. Well, Acting wise, yes. Mitchell's yeah. character Cody. This is I'm, I believe from Wikipedia or I'm new. <laughs> I think it's Wikipedia. Wic- Mitchell's character Cody was based on his personal life experiences, and because it, it also has the Dallas uh, nugget of info that you said too. That's insane. Well, because like we know he is a corrupt. Like th- what's weird about this, and not to again jump too far ahead, <laughs> but he there's a fight scene and he does karate. Yeah, he's a legitimate black belt and. His yeah. karate moves look like it were it was me or you doing that. Yeah, like they were not good. It's very lame. Yeah. Uh, so we get the opening credits, which we got to, of course, talk about oh. the opening credits. Now, I realized watching this, if you're watching this on Hulu, I've watched five seasons of this show in like six that is weeks. Insane. Like a, that is like legitimately a, don't, re- I don't insane recommend do. anyone doing that. Don't. Don't. That's like, if I, if <laughs> hell is ironic, that's where, like, you, that'll be my yeah. hell. Like, having to watch shows like that. I watched, but. It, or torture. So, do, by doing that, I learned that there are three different edits of the theme song. So there's, like, the one that is just the, the, the man's verse, and then it goes right to the chorus. A yeah. It skips the entire woman's verse, which, in my opinion, in my opinionation, <laughs> is the best. Oh, oh, in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. Well, and so the edited version, which is predominantly what Hulu shows in the first, like, three seasons, that's what it is. And then there's the, the version I remember, which has the man's verse, woman's verse, chorus done. And then there's what we got in this episode. All of it, right? Man's verse, woman's version, or verse, and then a bridge. Yeah. I don't care for the bridge, but I no, do agree that the bridge. woman's... First of all, the whole song in general, in any iteration, is fantastic. Yeah. It is one of... like Setting I think it's that premise. Oh, I, I love a show... I think all shows should do this now, especially when there's unlimited time, essentially, with all these streaming. Yeah, if you're a streaming so, show, give us give the us, full give me 90... A 
I can, yeah. We can skip it if we want to. Yeah, because you're putting that button in my face. Yeah, I'm, which I'm all for as well. But, like, give me a, an intro that sings what the show is about. Mm-hmm. Because Full House's, you know, theme song gets a lot of uh, press. And, like, nostalgia-wise, people love that. And I agree, it's a great song. But Step by Step is as good, if not better, theme song. I would say it is more relevant to the show than both Family Matters and Full House's theme songs are relevant. In terms of describing shows. what terms it is like, about. What, because, like, Step by Step's theme song is, like... Uh, it's all about the second time around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how does it start? The uh, dream got broken. Dream yeah, got yeah. Broken. It seemed like all was lost. What will be the future? Could you pay the cost? You wonder, will there ever be a second time? And I around? wonder what happened again to the yeah. previous husband and wife. And that the, the lyrics make it sound like they were dumped. Those seem like dumped lyrics to me. Okay, even if you're dumped. Okay, if you're in the moment. But even come. if you are See, dumped. My lord, I think I found someone. But then you, you don't jump... If you have three kids, you don't jump into a marriage. Like, date? Sure, you meet someone in Hawaii, you yeah. date. You don't jump into a marriage. Selfish. Like, I think these are... I My big take is Carol and Frank are not good parents. Yeah. And I think that the episode uh, proves it out. Yes. Um, well, yes. So the other thing that in the opening credits... So first of all, uh, Sasha Mitchell is in the opening credits, which I can't remember if that is, like, a retroactive thing that Hulu or syndication added. I thought it was second season he was Because, yeah, so it, it feels like this might be a, like, the syndication package, yeah. like, redid the opening credits and put him in there. Which happens um, a lot in streaming. you also get, oh, God, I can't remember, Patrika Darbo and Peggy Reed. I, I'm out on both of those two as characters, and as human beings, sure, yeah, because I don't, I don't remember <laughs> them at all from Step by Step. Uh, and I don't, they're not canon to me. It is so weird. They're all, I think they're only in the first season and they are Carol's mom and sister, but I honestly, I watched all of season one and it was at the end. I was like, oh wait, they're her mom and sister. The show does not treat them as such. Are, how much are they, like, are they used like they were in this episode, which is just yeah, as, they don't, like they, two lines they and they never that get it. plot lines ever. They Smart move to dump them, then. And they are only in, maybe... I think the Wikipedia says, like, they're not in four or six episodes of season one. So they're not even in every episode of season one. And again, well, you have... already a, a huge cast. Yeah, you have six, a show kids with six kids. And Cody. And, and Cody. Parents, and, already nine. So, like, the show started out with Carol, Frank, and six kids, and then Carol's mom and sister. Yeah. And then, like, well, we gotta add Cody. Like, oh my god. This we only is got like, 22 minutes. How many? Well, so many characters. With a the theme song, it's probably, like, down to 20 and a well, half. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Is like, this episode has a four-minute fight sequence, and then a minute and a half, probably, of a theme song. That's probably a 90-second yeah. edit. And that's the best part of the show. So, good yeah. job, so, step by step. <laughs> please enhance that. Um... So yeah, we like the mom and sister. We don't even need to talk about because they're gone. Yeah, and they I did look up their IMDb and they go on to do other notable things. Great, so <laughs> like they're fine. Um, <laughs> See, so don't worry about that, fans. They're doing okay. So uh, the the episode proper opens with Cody Wallach following Dana Berger, which is how we should I guess re- respond to her. That is the other thing I guess her. I would if I would say like what's what I remembered about Step by Step beforehand was the Dana Berger thing. Also, Cody and Dana Berger. But but what I don't. I didn't understand then. I remember being very confused about this as a child and very also still confused as an adult, uh, as a nominal adult, is I don't understand how Cody openly wants a relationship with Dana. Like, it's not even, he doesn't even hide that. He makes that known. Oh, yeah. Because they're not blood related, but they're like, they're essentially yeah, brother they, or, wa- uh, I don't know, like nephew. Cousin in law. Cousin right? or something. Right? Like, but yeah. the, regardless, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the familial ties are close. And also, he is. An adult. Like, probably 25? She is... 16. 16 or 17. Yes. I feel... I think there is an eight-year age difference between the actors, and that's I what think. It, and that's what they kind of per... per uh, they show on the show that they're... He's not in college. I mean, yeah. he does go back to college later on because he ends up getting a better SAT score than Dana. Like, oh, yeah. Actually, like, I do remember that start episode. working all this like he's actually like some sort of savant. It's like... Oh, God, they did that with Zach Morris, think, too. Yeah, I don't think so, guys. Um, but he... He's coded as an adult. Codeman is coded as an adult. Yes. Codeman could be 18 or 19, maybe. He doesn't look it. He looks a solid 23 or 24 at the youngest. But do they ever have a scene where Frank's like, hey, man, cool it. She's 16. And my daughter now. Like, yeah. And, uh, like, you're Never. Cu- at least cousin? I don't know. What Never. Yeah. So that he's, like, weird. following her behind, trying to get her to, like, his music instead of Arlo Prine's music. Yeah. And then she has this amazing line of, like, Cody. Write me a song about toxic waste, social injustice, or the greenhouse effect, and I'll listen to it. That's, that's, the, that's the character of Dana. So, so here's my hot take, and this might be tipping my hand of my who my must-see performer is, but I think that Dana is the only good actor on this show. Oh, see, I had a different 
take on that. And the, the exact, I had the exact same premise that there's one, there's one good actor on this episode, <laughs> and it was not Dana. Even though I do, I do think she was number two with a bullet for me. But the only reason she had, there's like a when she makes that joke uh, about Cody's music, there's like a. Her timing, I thought it was way... This is yeah. very... This sounds <laughs> this like a, a child snob. Time. Yeah. But I but, will say, she'd already been on a semi-successful multicam sitcom at this my two, point. Uh, my two my, dads. Yeah, so like... She, oh, she's a good actor. She's, she's That's like, true. You know, she has a higher uh, threshold. Difficult. I don't know. She's she's better than all the other. Well, the, all the, uh, well, I don't know. Alex is good in this mm. role. She's she's young. Alex too. is also very good, but she doesn't yes. have anything to do in this episode. Karen's atrocious. Karen's. Uh, and, I don't care for JT at all. Mark is fine. Yeah, I Mark will, is good. I will say that was probably the only like legit time I laughed out, or I laughed, or found something genuinely amusing. Was when Dana. So Mark says what? Like, uh, he has that line for about. For some reason, they're having a roll around Robin about, like, everyone's talking about their weekend plans. Yeah. And his is like, I'm gonna recreate the, like, oh, it's like the some M words, like, flower experiment. Yeah, he did something, like, nerdy. And Dana, like, obviously gives him the Sing business. Him. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, but he doesn't. He's like, get a life. <laughs> oh, I have a life. It's just a really dull one. Like, that's legitimately funny. Dude, when dude. someone turns it on, I was like, yeah, I know, my life is dull. I think my only hesitation with Mark is that is the writing not the performance because he's such a stereotypical nerd character. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's yes. just a by the books. So like we gotta have a nerd in here. Um, which is another thing that I've realized watching so much step by step is that I was like, hey, at least this show has four super distinct female characters. Like all of the women have very clear personalities. Well, they do, and so not to get like too in the weeds on these characters, yeah. but like in TV shows, you're taught, especially in the first like in the first, like, couple episodes to be as broad as possible, yeah. and then you give them uh, a little bit of, uh, like, shade and coloring. And that's, like, exactly... Karen is the dumb one. Like, you see, even from this episode, dumb you saw girl. no other episodes. Yeah. yeah. Karen's the dumb one. Um, Alex, uh, right? Alex that's the name, Alex. tomboy. Yep, the smart Alex tomboy, and Dana, like, social justice and yeah. independent. Very and smart. Social... Yeah. And Carol's, like, kind of, like, a ditzy, like, sympathetic, like, in, like, feelingsy mom. Yeah. And, but then, like, the men all have... It's like Mark and then the others all have the same personality. Well, I didn't even remember the younger brother existed. Yeah, Brendan... Yeah, I'm not... Doesn't... Right. He doesn't have a personality. He should go with the ants. I want yeah. those three out of here. <laughs> JT basically has Frank's personality and then Cody's like a dumber Frank and JT. Yeah, I don't like JT, but he's necessary to stir the... Like, for yeah. plot and for, like, conflict. Yeah. So, so the show has... <laughs> has a lot of characters, but not a lot of characters. Is this the... Deepest dive anyone has ever done on Step by Step. Maybe there's, I think there might be a surprising level of a fan engagement on this show. For Step by Step? Think, well, just because the Wikipedia is upsettingly thorough. <laughs> I like when that happens. <laughs> for, uh, for like when we have to write about things of this, of Step by Step's nature when you're like looking yeah. for deep, deep dive info. Wikipedia. Is like you very go helpful. into you go into the step by step list of episodes, and like when uh, when when Cody abruptly leaves the show, they get into the weeds of like, here's this character that was brought in for three episodes to oh, be I a did replacement for. Yeah, it's and like, it didn't oh, work like, out. Why do you know this? Like, this is not information that should be preserved for all eternity. Uh, the scene we get after that is Dana versus Frank. Like, oh, that's when she like basically like you're not or, like find really out that, takes him to task. Yeah, they well they, this is when they find out that Fra um what's it Jake's is a bar. Yeah. Oh right right. So wait. So yes. Yeah. Uh, basically the way it went was yeah. Dana asks Carol to go and she lets she doesn't say it's a bar. Carol says yes, and then Carol's like no, actually later on she's like you actually can't go. She waits until the day of and yeah. waits until basically Dana's like oh everyone knows what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to this concert. I'm really pumped about. And Carol's like, oh yeah, by the way, you can't go to that. And she doesn't, like, they're horrible parents. Because yeah. number one, she shouldn't have done that right away. And number two, Dana's like, how dare you? And Carol's like, hey, you just have to learn to live with disappointment. All she had to say was, hey, Dana, you didn't tell me it was a, a bar. bar. Yeah. And, and like, that's, that's a very, like, Dana would still be mad, but it's like, Carol would have a much stronger foot to, to stand just, on there. Like, And there's no reason not to do that. Like, there's nothing that happens yeah. later on where you couldn't be like, no, you could justify her... It's a bar. Everyone understands. Yeah. <laughs> a 17-year-old. Because I remember, I mean, this rings true to me, when I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school, I think it was a freshman in high school, Semisonic came <laughs> to Nashville, and I needed to see Semisonic, but they were playing at like an 18 and up bar in Nashville. Yeah. And I could not go, and I was so upset. I love that I you had a plot out. of TJF happening in your life, and it was yeah. with Semisonic, which, yeah. like, if TJF <laughs> happened, if that was happening... Uh, Five years later, that would be the band that, like, yeah. Forget Corey and Sean would want to go to. Gotta go to Semi-Sonic. Oh, they're so good. Um, they really are. They still <laughs> hold up. Uh, Shout out. There was... Oh, um... So, yeah. So, basically, of course, Dana's, of course, gonna sneak out. Yeah. 
So the scene cuts to, we can talk about what is the timeline of events. So I will oh, say, right, because we... <laughs> it is, yes. so it's Friday, the concert's on a Friday night, right? Yeah. Because it's Friday morning when she's told, like, she can't go and stuff. Where's it Saturday? Because, like, Saturday? why is no one going to school? So, yeah, so, because they're all, like, in the kitchen. Yeah. All, all of them are always hanging out in that kitchen. It's a, it's a nice kitchen. It's a nice kitchen. Yeah. The set The set on this show is okay. Yeah, it's good a good job, set. Good job, set designers. Good set design. Oh, but the timing. That's the timing of it, yeah. It's Saturday morning, and so it's dark. I will say it's November, so it was probably starting to get dark around four or five. Okay. But the next scene, the scene of the sneaking out scene happens, and it is pitch black, all the lights are off, and I Karen thought, and Dana are sneaking downstairs. Yeah, I thought it was like midnight, is yes. what I initially thought, and then... No, it looked. It probably was like seven thirty. Yeah, because what happens after that is like Karen g- goes out to meet a f- person for a movie. For a movie. Yeah. and also Carol. Uh, in the first scene, Carol gives Dana an eleven thirty curfew, so we know it's well before eleven thirty. Yeah, so it has to be like five p.m. and for some reason, <laughs> no one is in the kitchen and all the lights are off and they're tiptoeing around. But then later we see Frank and Carol on the couch, like watching TV, and so it definitely. Well, who knows where they were? They're again, yeah. they're horrible parents. Yeah, and they should they're have probably, like four of their kids taken away. They're probably boning. Oh, they probably were boning. That yeah, is that's true. what they're. Anytime you don't see them, they're having they're sex. They're having sex yeah. off screen. Or they? Oh no, they're probably boning in the beauty salon because that's oh, like that yeah. way the kids can't come in. That's yeah. that place was just riddled with. They never <laughs> use that set either. You can totally see, like, the initial pitch was like, and then she has a beauty salon connected next door, and her mom and sister work there, and those are all fun. And then when they started doing the show, they're like, oh, we're That's never, yeah. never going to use any of this. Because you never see that set, yeah. r- rarely. Um, so Dana has this line to Karen uh, where she says, like, Hey, you didn't pay me anything. Your blood, they're dirt. I, I like I like that though. It's after uh, Alan Alan JT come in and like catch her sneaking out, and Dana like bribes him like I'll give you five bucks each. Well, and... she first says I'll give you a dollar to not yeah. tell, and they're both understandably like no, you need to give us how about five dollars? Alex, great negotiator, uh, and also the love of my life, and she <laughs> she's like no, how about five? And Dana acquiesces because she has to. Yeah, and then Karen's like, hey, I didn't get money for this. And I love that like the like they're. Your blood, their dirt. Like, that open disdain for her step-siblings was just... She is a good... She was... Without Dana, that show doesn't get a season two? Is that no, fair she's the she is the clear, uh... I mean, I don't know, antagonist? And Well, she's... There's a crux. You're JT, you're Dana. Like, oh, the show... God-awful. Yeah, so, like, Dana's doing a lot of the heavy lifting yeah. when it comes to charisma and shit. Uh, so the next scene... Is this when we find... When they go to... They're at the bar. Yeah, we well, I think we get the Cody working on the engine oh, next, right? Yeah. Where like later Cody finds out that Jane that Dana's at Jake's bike because like JT lets it slip. Yeah. No, no, he just tells him. Oh yeah. Cody is just working in the kitchen on, on, his, the, engine. on his engine. As one does on Saturday night. Not a lot of ton of social plans. Yeah. Wait, so yeah, and that's like that's what happens, and then obviously Cody goes to the bar. When he gets to the bar, he keeps saying he's taken. Hey. You're cute. Oh, sorry, I'm taken. Hi. Oh, sorry, I'm taken. Is that true? Is that another? Is he have a girlfriend he that is, was just not discussed? He is lying. He's saying that he's with Dana. Also, every single girl. Are we allowed to throw an f bomb? Yeah, go for it. Every single girl wants to fuck Cody hardcore as yeah, soon as he it, walks in the bar. Yeah. He's wearing is it a purple like hoodie or something? It, like he looks. It looks like look kind good. of thing like a you know Colorado early nineties hippie. It's like it's it, like it's like a loose purple. Like, it has, like, one of those, like, prints on it that yeah. looks like it's, like, from a And Baggy was in at the time, I can attest to. But still, yeah. every girl is 100% in on but Cody. I mean, look at that face. He's but, a handsome dude. But those, the women who hang out at biker bars are usually into bikers, as we saw from the rest of the episode. Yes. But they were very Oof. in on Cody. So let's talk about Jake's. Because oh, the yeah. exterior shot of Jake's, I was like, this looks like the fucking Moss Eisley space wearing Tatooine. It is, like, I wrote down, it's also, like, a desolate Mad Max bar. Yeah, they ran out of time. They're like, crap, we need an exterior. It's like a we dirt. five minutes. It's just, like, a dirt, and then, like, Jake's, and, like, a stucco-looking, like... And, like, a biker or two, like, just walking around outside. Yeah. And then the interior of the bar is just a big, well-lit, yeah. dirty old bar. As all biker bars <laughs> yeah. are renowned for, their their great lighting. And uh, I noted that in the background is a whole bunch of biker couples slow dancing to upbeat rock yeah, and roll music. Yeah, I saw that too. I didn't care for that. <laughs> I was like, why oh, are they all slow dancing? I will say, actually, just last night, <laughs> I was at a bar that is not like a bar that have slow dancing. There was just two, or a dancing bar, and two people were dancing for five straight songs 
Uh, and I was like, what is it? Like, what is happening yeah. here? I, I see that, I see that happen at bars all the time where two super drunk people are just slow dancing to whatever and it's like, yeah. well, they're, so I would have bought that in this bar. Like, okay, those two were just off their rocker and they're fine. But then to have like, I don't know, five couples all swaying in biker gear is like, that's. I wanted to follow that story. Like, forget this one. Weird Let's go to that. bar. Uh, so. Uh, Dana goes there with Bernice, and fuck Bernice, right? Oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. She God. leaves. She basically oh. leaves her friend to die. Yes. So I, I walk in. Bernice walks in serving First Wives Club realness in that look. Like she looks like Diane Keaton in the mid nineties. She looks much, like a yeah. businesswoman. Yeah, <laughs> a businesswoman in tan and beige. Um, and then, yeah, immediately when like a bar guy throws a beer bottle, we came together. We're leaving together. There's no way I'm going to abandon you in a place like this. Call me tomorrow. And Dana's like, well, you're my ride. And she's like, well, you know, I'm going to still leave. Although Dana should have left with her. Yes. But still, but it is horrible. should not have left her behind. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wonder if they still hang out after that. Like, how? what's no, school I, like on Monday the next? That'd be done. Um, so then the way that Carol and Frank find out about it. Oh my god. Because Kara's sneaking it. Or she's not sneaking it, she's going to the movie. It seemed very first draft to Ugh. me. And then Frank's like, I'm gonna go just like, was he gonna go to apologize to Daniel? Like, check he was gonna go, he's gonna go up to her room and yeah, say, he's sorry. Or and then Karen basically, basically Karen's cover is, I mean, I'm gonna go up and try and talk to Dana. No! <laughs> why, why not? Um, because she's not in the house. She left? No, she didn't leave. She's just not in the house. She's on the house. Yeah, she's on the roof. So number one, she didn't think that through because then even if they believed her ridiculous lie they or her story, they would go up to the roof to check. Yeah. Uh, and Karen was, Karen was very proud of herself for that story. She's yeah. like, like, oh, I, yeah. I did it. And then they're like, oh, well, you're lying. And then she's, did they, did she go to the bar? And Karen's like, no. Or I'm not going to rat my sister out. They're like, well, you can't go to the movies. She immediately rats yeah. her out. Everyone on this show is horrible, yeah. uh, is what I'm and learning. The thing bad is parents, the, bad people, bad manners. If the show knew they were all horrible, then you have like an arrested development. You can have fun with it. Yeah. This show is a show where they think they're all good people, but no, they're, they're all bad none people. Of them. And so they're not having any fun with it. Nobody other than Patrick Duffy, and actually, yes, Cody. Uh, I don't know why I keep switching between their actor names and the character <laughs> names, but those two were noble uh, in this episode. Everyone else was trash, and Patrick Duffy also. No, he was good the whole way through. I don't think he had any bad parenting. That was oh, Susan, yeah. that was uh, Carol. Carol who was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at the back of the bar, Dana is getting hit on and harassed by a guy named Psycho. Yeah. He's really on the nose. Step by step is not known for its subtlety. No subtlety whatsoever. And uh, then basically we get the bar fight. Um, yeah, but also oh it should be noted that Psycho appears to be about 30. And again, yeah, so, Dana is yeah. 16. No oh. one in the TJF universe ever cares about like the statutory. Yeah. Right? Uh, so here also that Dana is also dressed way more dowdy and pure than I think she's ever appeared. She's in that bar wearing, I wrote down she looks like a um, Scottish Harley Quinn. Because she's wearing these, it's like... It's like a color blocked thing, but like it's like black and plaid, and then plaid and black. It doesn't seem like what you'd wear to a concert. No, and then she's wearing like white pantyhose, like white tights, yeah. and like black shoes. She's dressed like this weird, innocent kind of like Catholic schoolgirl. Weird. It's like she never dresses like that. So why would she wear that to a bar or a concert? And I feel like they're doing that just to like make her seem more pure and vulnerable oh, yeah, or yeah. something. But then again, maybe she's taking fashion tips from Bernice, who is a <laughs> uh, train wreck. She's garbage. Mom clothes. So then we get this fucking ninja bar fight. No, the bar fight is... Okay. <laughs> so, okay, first of all, it was four minutes long. Did it seem longer to you? Uh, it seemed... Like, I felt like I aged watching <laughs> yeah, it substantially. It feels... I will say, you need to, even if you're not going to like watch this whole episode, which I can't recommend that you do, honestly, <laughs> in good conscience. But the bar fight is ridiculous because... It, so they set Jake's up as like this, you know, a place where real low lives hang yeah. out, biker bar, and the fight is nowhere near like what you would think of. It's a nin- it's everyone it's does ninja, ninja moves, and it's because like uh, Sasha Mitchell took over the Kickboxer franchise from Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes, but he's still horrible. As and, a, yeah, yeah, and Kickboxer Two came out the summer before in summer '91. So like they got Cody. Like, well, we gotta figure out, and this becomes a running thing, or at least once a season they figure out some way to work in Kickboxer moves. But he doesn't look good doing no. it. And I know he is like legit black belt or like like he's a in my so there's a lot of like weird shit at play here because first of all 
who is the stuck coordinator on a sitcom? Like, those can't be the best of the best. I'm sure someone who's, like, just from a different department who they're like, hey, uh, set designer, do you mind also coordinating this fight scene? So do some kicks. Do some, like, general kicks at him, but don't ever connect. And just move him to one corner and then move the other way and then throw him in a table. Well, they spent the whole budget on the fight on the biker who had the pool stick and did some legitimately pretty cool things with the pool. Yeah. Like, that, that guy, like, was legit. Um, everyone else was a uh, garbage fighter. Um, and it didn't look at anything like what you would think of Barbara. Most of it. Um, oh, and the other thing was, so who's going to coordinate this? I don't know. And then also, this is airing on a Friday night in the family hour for families. Yeah. So it also probably can't be as violent as it needs to be or as good as... So it's, but did it still had people going through windows, going through tables? Yeah, it's also weird that, again, this was... Because if you look back, and like I was saying before we started taping, of like, Dana is... In sexual jeopardy, right? Now. Yes, she's about to become an SVU episode. This yeah, psycho that, guy. Yeah, we didn't say that. I don't think on it. Like, it's like, no, like, like they're trying. They're her. going. To... We're just gonna cut out all that bureaucracy right here and now and leave. Oh, you can leave, but she stays. Ow! Let go of me. Let go of her, dude. And this... she's like, she's ours. You go, Cody. Yes. We're keeping this woman. Yeah. And this is a family sitcom. And also, like, spoiler alert for if you want to watch all Step by Step. Don't, this is a show way. that does this at least two more times. I'm in season five, and they do this again with Dana and I think season three, and then with Al in, like, season four or five. They keep always getting the daughters alone with a sketchy man, and someone has to come rescue them. They just keep coming Is it back. always Cody? Yeah, uh, Cody the first... Both times it's Dana, it's Cody that rescues her, and when it's Al, it's Karen. Oh, good job, Karen. Yeah, good. Sisters looking out for themselves. Uh, and doing it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's the context of this fight. And then I also noted that most of the interactions between Cody and one of the... It's always a one-on-one bar person. Yeah. Bar, uh, it's always that Indiana Jones or Batman scene where it's the person who's doing, like, complicated karate moves, and he's like, whoa, whoa, and then the good guy just takes him out with, like, a hit. Yeah. Except, like, push. Cody's thing was, like, he would constantly just, like, compliment them. like But, like, in a cool. kind of a passive-aggressive way. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't enjoy Cody. I appreciate what he did for Dana. Um, I don't yeah. like that he constantly hits on her because they're essentially related and it's also the age difference. So gross. <laughs> uh, and also, I just don't think he's a very like. I think something's going on. But I just, not. Uh, I'm talking about Cody, the character, not the actor, because that also. Has Sasha, some stuff. Yeah, we also Sasha Mitchell was charged with domestic abuse in season five of Set My Step. They took him off the show. Which took is him actually off the show very impressive like, immediately, for, yeah. and then he was cleared of all charges, but still like. Yeah, and I that have no idea. That doesn't mean anything. Well, <laughs> so I have like, no idea what happened in that in that yeah. regard. So it's like but, there's sketchiness there. There's an intense. But and, just, yeah, talking about purely Cody, I think there's also yeah. a sketchiness. I don't like. I always say his performance is Brendan Fraser doing a Polly Shore impression. I think it's disrespectful to the <laughs> to Brendan Fraser oeuvre <laughs> to even mention him in the same breath, even though they do have some physical similarities. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, Brendan Fraser should be Brendan Fraser. He should not try to be Polly Shore. So it's, Cody as a character is this weird mishmash of, it is looks like, like Brendan Fraser, but he's talking like Polly Shore, and it's like, none of this makes sense. That is true. If, on, on the ascent of Encino Man, if those two accidentally stepped into, like, a, one of those, like, 90s movies where, like, they Freaky Friday, yeah. <laughs> but, like, they got stuck halfway through, that would be Cody. Yeah. They're like, uh-oh, we accidentally combined yeah. Brendan Fraser <laughs> and Polly Shore. And that's what Cody is, and it's, he's so... It's a very good point. And I also think he is the laziest of the breakout, TJF. Like, Kimmy Gibbler, yeah, he was Uncle Jesse. He was a breakout. People like him. Step-by-step step step cast, he's the breakout. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's what this show is working with. But wait, did it, but none of them really went on to like to do much more after no. this actor wise, um, right? Even though you would think Dana quit. would. Uh, Dana is now a lawyer. Oh, good for her. Um, Mark is now oh, a Chris, te- and- a high school teacher. Wait, Marcus? Yes. Oh, good. And Lincoln. Uh, she's actually she's on a show it. currently with yeah. Jody Sweeten and oh oh um, Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven. Right. Yeah. Uh, and she was good. Like, everything I've seen her in, like where she like she has comedic chops. Yes, you, she's very good. She's good on the show. Did yes. see this num. Uh, but, like, JT quit acting. Sacha right, Mitchell right, still so. does a lot of stuff, but you don't see it. His well, IMDb is pretty stuffed. Yeah, but did you see the end of his IMDb? Which, it has to be, it's his bio, and it has to be written by him. Oh. The very end of it says, the first se- <laughs> the last paragraph, the first sentence is, Now even more beefed up, he is the proud father of three daughters and one son and continues to make movies. Now even more beefed up. That's he exactly wrote that. Right. Who he else definitely that? wrote that? He's like, hmm, I'm doing that thing where older men bloat out. I have to excuse this. He's also a certified welder, in case oh, you guys are wondering boy. about. 
that. So the four minute fight ends with Carol throwing what we find out is oh. Arlo Prime. <laughs> hey. Frank! What? Ah! Oh! Ah! <laughs> Carol, that was wonderful. That was Arlo Prime. <laughs> It's like it's Arlo Prime, and he does some like big, broad, like "ooh boy," and like falls over. I also just didn't understand. So like, there was confusion in the middle of the episode, like where Dana's like, "Wait, is Arlo actually performing here?" And no one knew. <laughs> no one knew, and they don't really do do a great job of explaining it because they do have a line that's like, "Yeah, I guess his comeback isn't going all that well, so that's why he'd be playing this bar." Yeah, but, like. There's not, we don't see a stage set up for music, number right. one. And There's even no if, signage. He w- if he would have performed, like, those bikers were not going to be no, on board. that's bad. So, like, Dana, yeah. so, what? well, I guess, hey, this is the, you know, 1991, not, not any social media. Yeah. He can't tell his Twitter followers, hey, come to Jake's. Yeah. So, it's like, how's the word getting out? That's true. But you couldn't even go to a website. How would you, well, how would you know that Arlo Prine is coming to town? In the 90s. I don't uh, know about concerts in the 90s. Yeah, like, had to call, like, I know, like, sometimes, like, Ticketmaster uh, had, like, a, here's what's coming up. Yeah, wow. Oh, I guess you'd have, like, here's the Starwood Amphitheater schedule, and you would look at that. Like, yeah, oh, or, or, the, or the local paper. Yeah, the local paper would have That's stuff. Weird. And, like, radio ads and radio interviews. Oh, radio. I think radio probably it. So there's probably, like, the college station or, like, the, you know, adult alternative stations probably yeah. advertising your Arlo Prine concert. Not bringing in the people, though. Folk singer extraordinaire, yeah. right? He's a folk singer, I think they say. Yeah, I mean, he sings about toxic waste, social injustice <laughs> in the greenhouse. Effect. What a snooze fest. Ugh. So then we get the required, like, learn the lesson scene. Oh, see, you're signed. That was my... I, uh, I, I, I was in. I was in on Patrick Duffy. Maybe He's I, good. I, Carol, I thought he was good, the yeah. The Carol half of that was like... <sighs> oh, she, she should have... Not even, they should have just cut that scene. Like, Carol was like, you're grounded for six years, which yeah, makes well, no sense, because we were trying to figure out her age. So, there's... I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, how this worked. Because, like, Carol's arc in this episode is, I made a mistake with my daughter, and then I was not firm with her, and then sh- then I yell at her. I feel like Carol should have gotten the... Duffy moment? Yeah, like, she should have gotten, were... like, listen, I shouldn't have... I should have been firmer with you. I should have, like, not led you on. It was wrong of me to, like, not... Yeah. I should Because she was afraid of her daughter, which is kind of a weird... But here's... So here's what I find kind of fascinating about 90s TV, uh, is that I'm sure in, like, on the writer's room... Not sure, but what I would guess in the writer's room blackboard is, like, this is a Frank and yes. uh, Dana Bond episode. Yeah. And so the way they went about doing it <laughs> it's so is circuitous. insane to me. Uh, but that's what that's why I think like the Carol stuff, she's horrible. But it's like it doesn't matter. They're they're mom and daughter. That's gonna yeah, be fine. They're so like, fine. But like the weird thing, like you don't you hear the word nuanced a lot yeah. with a uh, TGIF. <laughs> but the fact that like Frank says to Dana is like, hey. I am not used to being a stepfather. In a lot of ways, it's harder than being a father. With my own kids, it's black and white. I'm their dad. They have to listen to me. With you, well, there's a lot of gray. <laughs> there's a ton of gray. It's all gray. Okay, look, I actually kind of enjoyed that. It's like, there's a gray. little bit of nuance. Duffy nails it as as per yeah. huge. Well, they all they almost hug. When yeah. Oh, I like that moment yeah, too that because good. yeah, that was good. Because that's like if if I'm writing that, I'm like, oh, they yeah, hug. Let's have a nice moment. But it's only episode eight. Like, that's a yeah. story you can't go too far too fast. That's for season the two. Good, there is, like, a good thing that this show does, which I'll give it this, is that by season four, um, by season, like, four or five... Are they a family? Well, Al, Karen, and Dana are all BFFs. Okay. And Al, like, Al isn't as much of a tomboy. She's still very snarky um, and very, like, dry and, like, you know, she's still the same personality, but she's not much... She dresses more feminine, you know? Yeah. Uh, but... I do like that they become friends and they hang out together all the time, which is why when like Karen is the one that saves her in her sexual jeopardy episode. Yeah. Um, which is, I think is a really cool progression of those characters that I would not ex- like you, do you think they're going to, they're going to ride Stay. those adversaries for all eight seasons or whatever. Right. But the fact that they actually allowed Al to become friends with the other two is good. Um, but then Brendan, Brendan disappears and Mark and JT don't change. Are they, are Mark and JT become friends? Uh, no, I don't think uh, so. Well, so far, no. The only the only noticeable character changes. Al is now friends with Dana and Karen, and that's it. <laughs> hey, you gotta do it step yeah. by step. Yeah. Well, I guess it's also good because the stereotype is like, well, girls are always like backbiting and catting. It's like, oh no, the the three girls are the one that actually end up getting along. Yeah. Uh, the three boys are still dicks. 
<laughs> so the whole time that Frank is having this talk with uh, Dana, he's holding a Ugh, thing of ice this. cream. And then they do, like, he gets out the ice cream. They have a whole scene. And then right before Dana goes up, he's like, hey, that was really, you have good mean hook or whatever. You're really good with punching. Does your hand hurt? And he's like, no, it's fine. It's like they remind the audience. Oh, that's what I was going to say yeah. that to you because that's <clears throat> a good it, reminder. It, it is very good reminder because like I probably actually would have forgot. Like I wouldn't punched. I didn't see where it was going until he said that line, oddly enough. I mean, not that I'm like really being trying to like go forward on the on the <laughs> You're working on your step by step spec. Yeah. Right yeah. You're like trying to what's the artistry here? What's the beats? Break it down. But yeah, when she says that and he's like, Oh no, I'm fine. And I was like, Oh, this is gonna be great. He's gonna obviously Ugh. use the the cold surface to help his head, but no, he goes Two, two things I like about this. One, he goes right into the ice cream, which is, again, comical and not realistic, because you wouldn't ruin all the ice cream. You would just use it on the outside. <laughs> yeah. But he goes right in, and they have the ice cream very melted, and so, like, just ice cream like flies out. Yeah. out it's all It's a good place. visual, because, yeah. again, TJF not stand, does not have the word subtlety in the title. So what is, um, any other final thoughts about Just for Kicks before we move on to the, like, facts and trivia section oh uh, yeah it was not a good episode i did not enjoy it um i do not recommend watching it other than the fight scene which is comical and long and weird it's a good way to There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, ratings for this episode. 24.8 million people watched Jesus. this episode of television. Community never got a 20% of that? The Office, I everyone knows oh, like, the no. Office. They have some high episodes. But on average, it's like 8 million. Yeah, but that was again a time where... Also, I mean, that's a whole other episode. Like, people... That was the first show that became a hit through, like, iTunes downloads and yes. things like that. Where they didn't... NBC wasn't... They became a little bit more savvy to it, but yeah. that was... Yeah, that was the first show that So, 24.8 million people. Where do you think this episode was ranked for the week? Uh, how many shows, like, usually do they do for the Nielsen... Oh, it's probably, programs? like, 100 or so. Right. Like, 120. Uh, oh, yeah, because Dave Holmes has been doing that thing for yeah. Insider, where they look at those <laughs> ratings. That's Which is always fascinating to, to see where they uh, all stacked up. Where did it rank for the week? Twenty four. Uh, I would say in like the twenty, like uh twenties, twenty to thirty. It was number thirty one. Oh, look at that! <laughs> number thirty was tied with Rescue Nine One One. Oh, another <laughs> classic nineties staple. What uh, was number one that week? The no, the top five shows yeah. of that week were Murphy Brown. Yes. At five, four Cheers. Oh, definitely. Three Empty Nest. Hey, not. I mean, granted, I only remember the show on very broad strokes, but yeah, yeah, great uh, theme song as well. Two Roseanne, one sixty minutes. Oh, 60, no. 60 minutes 60 is a minutes. juggernaut of the radio. It, it really was, It's yeah. crazy. So on IMDb, um, 34 users gave this episode a 6.6 .6 out of 10 rating. Did you, oh man, did you go to, uh, does it have like Amazon where they have actual reviews? Uh, they do for the series, but not for oh, the okay. episode. So I should look into that. That could be fun. Um, <clears throat> would you say 6.6 .6 is higher, lower, or is that right on the money? <laughs> uh, that's a little high for my <laughs> likings. I think, I would say, it's, I think 6.6 .6 sounds fine. No, me. I would, even if I'm being, Objective, I would give this probably like a four, and that's and I yeah. feel that's being generous. Like I if it's my own, if I'm being subjective, I give it a one. 
<laughs> no, I give it like 1.5 or 2. So we already talked about that. Um, Patrick Duffy played Sasha Mitchell's uncle on Dallas. Yeah. Sasha Mitchell starred in Kickboxer 2 The Road Back in the summer of 91. So the ABC TJF lineup when this aired was Ooh. Family Matters, Step by Step, Perfect Strangers, and Baby Talk. Uh, I actually, I like that. I remember liking that when it was on the Scott Bayo And George Clooney was on <clears throat> yes. for a little bit? So Baby Talk was loosely based on Look Who's Talking. Yes, it was adapted by um, Ed Weinberger, who was one of the main guys behind MTM and Mary Tyler Moore Show. It was originally titled Look Who's Talking, but then they had to change the name because the sequel was coming out. They didn't want to confuse people. Tony Danza voiced the baby. Yep. In season one, George Clooney played the single mom's love interest, and Julia Duffy from New Heart was the mom. And then in season two... Yeah, they made a hard reboot in season two, I remember. Season I've, two was Scott Bayo replaced the Clooney character, and Mary Page Keller replaced uh, Julia Duffy. I was very much in, I remember, I on remember Baby Talk before seeing... Like, I don't remember I don't remember anything other uh, on it. Like, I don't even remember Clooney being on it. I remember... I know he was, but I don't yeah. remember it. But I remember being excited for it. So let's look, let's look um, you know, 20-something years later, and where they're... So, like... Recently, George Clooney in the news because he did a really insightful, uh, informative interview with David Letterman yeah. on uh, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction on Netflix, which yes. everyone should watch. Scott Bayo in the news uh, different, for, for different. allegedly molesting or sexually assaulting all of the children on Who's the Boss? No, so, uh, Charles in Charge. Oh, Charles in Charge, yeah. Yeah. So, look where the lies go. TGIF, man. There oh. should be an oral history that I would read... Cover to cover, oh, the first day it came yeah. out on uh, the ABC television lineup from like the late '80s to the mid '90s. It's a dynasty. Yeah. Uh, who had the must see performance in this episode? I don't disagree with Dana, but I I would say Patrick Duffy because okay. I love. Yeah, that end is good. I will say, like, I'm a sucker for a coda on a story, and so like you know, the, <laughs> I am like Here's him. Lesson like, learned. Them having the incremental growth in their relationship and not hugging, I appreciated that. Yeah. I was like, good job, guys. Good. Uh, I am going to go with Dana because I think that she just gets better as the series goes on. She's a good actress. Gonna, if you're going to... This is the thing. As a ch- it's like a, as a child, you, you know, you love Kramer. You know, mm-hmm. you love Cody. Yeah. As an adult, you're like, Elaine. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes. Very like, good point. Adults, like, find different characters like John, too. And I think an adult watching Step by Step, if, you, if you're going to, nope. you, you nope. will appreciate the performance of young... Oh, God. What is her name? Uh oh, her real name I have no idea. Oh, Just Dana oh, Burger. Dana Burger. Fuck. Yeah, she's I, also on Boy Meets World on the crossover episode. I kn- oh, I know her name. Uh, whatever. You know what? It's fine. She's a lawyer now. She's, she's doing she's good. Get out of the, the biz. Uh, must other people see this episode? Oh no, I would say absolutely not. <laughs> I I even think if you're gonna watch an episode step by step, don't watch this one. Watch the pilot, I guess, because like pilots are always fun to see. Oh, there like, are what some. Oh, obviously I'm gonna say this. There are two or three episodes where John Aston guest stars. Watch those. Because anytime John Aston Gomez from the Addams Family, uh, one of my favorite... I didn't know who that was, by the way. I was just going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> one of my favorite actors of all time. Anytime he guest stars on a show, he just out-acts everyone on it. Oh, wow, that must be really difficult, considering yeah. the murderer's row you have at Step by Step. But also, wait, doesn't Balky join the series? Yes, apparently, like, which I haven't Bronson. gotten there yet, but he... He comes in for a season, like season seven, and he plays like a, I'm pretty sure like an effeminate hairdresser, which I am sure has aged very well. Oh, I cannot imagine. Uh, so now we're going to move on to a new segment that I'm still loving doing called uh, From the Big Book of Sitcoms. Ooh. So I'm going to flip through this. Ooh, we should pause for the theme music of it. <sighs> I need to I need to commission all that. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to flip through this. Tell me when to stop, and okay. then we're going to discuss one of these one-season wonders. This is Wait, uh, this this book is only filled with one-season shows? Uh, it's mostly, I mean, it's basically every sitcom that ever aired from 1949 to nineteen. How do you know it's only going to be one season, though? Because uh, the majority of them are these, like, one-season blurbs. Okay. And then, like, if they're a bigger show, they have, like, a couple pages, but it... Has you know hundreds of sitcoms that aired from you know forty nine to it goes chronologically. So down here yeah. will be the later ones because I probably I'll be I don't know a ton about the seventies probably eighties. So tell 90s. me when to okay. stop. stop. Okay, so you want to hear seventy eight? Do you want to hear about the Tony Randall show or a year at the top? Ooh, a year at the top. Sitcom mogul Norman Lear and music maven Don parenthetical rock concert, which I guess was something, Kirshner teamed up on this sitcom all about the music business. Oh, well, not all about the music business. How much could you fit in in just five weeks? Oh, God, that was a short run. Anyway, this was a summer series that kept being delayed and delayed because of production and conceptual troubles. It was originally Ooh, supposed to have good. run in January with a totally different cast. It was about two young pop singers who were looking for fame and fortune. Greg, Greg, Greg Evigan, and Paul, Paul Schaefer... 
<laughs> moved to L.A. from Boise, Idaho, and were looking for an agent to help them get their big break, which, as it turned out, was certainly not being on this show. Wait, hold on a second. Paul Schaefer starred on this show? Yeah. So this would have been... Was he this in the original... 76, 77, so he... he Did he do... S- was he with he SNL? SNL after this, I think. Yeah, I guess it, was it would like, have been. Yeah. That was just 76 is the first year. They did manage to find Frederick J. Hanover, played by Gabriel Dell, who'd been the original owner of The Corner Bar, which is a sitcom from earlier in the 70s that was notable for having a gay character in it. Uh, who was sort of the Kirshner-esque in that he was known for discovering and creating music stars. He offered them a contract, but there was a catch. Hanover was the son of the devil. And if they wanted to year at the top as stars, they had to sign away their souls, not to mention all royalties. Greg and Paul never actually signed. CBS quickly renamed this show Five Weeks at the Bottom. Wait, hold which on is a, Which is a funny joke yeah, on yeah, the fact no, that it's yeah. No, that I get. But So how, the premise of the, the show... The devil's in the show? The devil is a character How do you not... How is the title not, like, play on that? Yeah, that's like... like they the put de- that at the very devil's end. Devil's in the like, details. To, yeah. Devil's in the details. Bury the lead. Yeah. The, I love that this this book is written by Rick Mitz. But, you know, it does <laughs> stand to something uh, that happens today. Almost any show... I think it's very difficult if a show is delayed because of production. Or no. Mm. Production, maybe. Anything that's conceptual, that show is... It's going to... It has so much work ahead of it to... Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm thinking of the what was the NBC show, the Superpower show that just oh, came out, uh, not just came out, but a couple months oh, ago. Was it Powers or Powerful? Or it's yes, that uh, it's uh, with Vanessa. Vanessa oh yeah, oh um, Vanessa, Powerless. Yes, with uh, Vanessa Danny Putty. And... They changed like what that was going to be about. Yeah, kind of like in the mid midway through, and it just and they got different showrunners at one yeah. point. Like when that happens, it's almost like you hear about shows where they like this happened with the Dane Cook show where there's like. We're not going to air this. Uh, it didn't work out to what we wanted it to be, or or whatever. That was and that was Stephen Falk, and also a lot of ton of great writers. I think that was more with NBC changing directions. But this was with the Powerless show. Let's change the concept a little yeah. bit, or let's tweak it. That never that's never going to work. And that seemed like they learned. We already that lesson was learned in the seventies, guys. Yeah. Probably the sixties too. It's funny. Like, what would Paul Shaver's life have been like had a year at the top become a success? Because if he doesn't do SNL. Uh, Does a, he then get fun, with David Letterman who knows? at the start of Late Night? And then... No, who's the, who's the Paul Schaefer then in that t- that tandem? <sighs> I See, this is like, now I want to... This book is amazing because it's filled with all these things. Like, I want to watch that. I want to well, see... That. I would love to see... You know, like, especially in this digital age, like, all these old shows, I would, I wish they could put them up somewhere. Like, that should be a new streaming site where... Yeah, I mean, only nerds like us like, wait, I want to see this one season wonder of a I mean, show honestly, that I've never heard of. it's like I've a thing should do. It's like, here's just... Well, someone... So, you know that... We were just talking about that uh, George Clooney being on Letterman. I wrote about the Clooney show that he talks about. Oh, right, uh, yeah, where he was a rock star Chico slash... something. It's, it's insane. But just... I think this weekend or whenever I'm not sure when this is going to air, uh, someone put it on YouTube because people are writing Whoa. about it. So it was, on, and someone, I can't remember where, but someone wrote about it. Like they actually got to watch the show, and maybe it's still on YouTube. I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to look at it, but that's what we should have. One of these old shows, like a '90s George Clooney, yeah, uh, rocker cop, where he plays, yeah, cop by, or undercover detective by day, rocker by night. Put those on. I yeah. want to see all 11 episodes of that. Who, I mean, who has the rights to them? It's probably all, like, tangled up But you could throw them on YouTube, I feel. Yeah. Right? Like, who could... That show came out 35 years ago. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, good good on you a year at the top. Yeah. Nice job, Lovely, lovely five weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk specifically about Step by Step? Oh, please contact me on Step... All your Step by Step questions. Uh, I guess on Twitter, at Josh Rokach, S-O-R-O-K-A-C-H, or on Decider.com. I'm usually... Slash author, slash... I mean, guys, you can figure it out. Use, <laughs> if you Google my name, I'll pop up. Uh, it's in, I'm sure, the description of the episode. Are you the only one? Do you have good Google placement? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think I've Googled myself in years, so I have no idea what comes up. I assume it's like my Twitter would come up. Yeah, but, uh, no or Decider, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my name is pretty uncommon, so yeah, you'll be, be able to find me, guys. I, wait, I'm trying to think. Has there anything, been anything good you've written lately that you want to plug specifically? No. Uh, no <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you have a really good uh, Boy Meets World uh, oh, actually, Super Bowl yes. thing. You, if you are a fan of Brett's podcast, this was a, it was yeah. an episode of Boy Meets World where Sean Hunter, Mr. Feeney, uh told him he had to get tickets to the Super He had to sneak into the Super Bowl, essentially. He couldn't get tickets. They were sold out. And I always thought it was crazy. And they never... Uh, at the end, you it shows that Sean... You, it, it's revealed that Sean was in, he got to the Super Bowl, he got in, but they never explained how. So I was writing about it and even got Michael Jacobs to uh, basically do creator. fan fiction for me. Yeah, yeah. C- creator of Boy Meets World, uh, he emailed me what happened. So if you're interested to know how Sean got into the Super Bowl, that article is on uh, Decider.com. Live it up! Yeah.
And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Josh Sorokach, for dropping by and talking about Step by Step with me this week. Next week on the show, I will be discussing the 1953-1955 sitcom Life with Elizabeth, which is only notable because it was Betty White's first sitcom. Whoa! Uh, You can watch this nowhere. Um, You can probably go on YouTube and search for Life with Elizabeth, and there might be some clips. Um, Or you can go to a dollar store and find a DVD. Um, But you can check that out. We're basically going to be diving deep into a TV legend's first sitcom on an exploratory episode. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at musthaveseentv or send them to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at musthaveseentv. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review the show in iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song you hear right now is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thank you to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening. And I'll see you next week on Must Have Seen TV. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.